0: welcome back everyone, if this week has got you feeling that you are behind when it comes to your fundraising, well you're in luck because today is the day about getting started for next year. My name is Brad, welcome to The Daily Lead well i'd like to welcome back our guest for this entire week evan moylan evan is a cfre Uh, And uh, he's partner at GSB Fundraising, which is our podcast sponsor. And he has been with us all week this week. Today is his final day. It has been a pleasure to have him on uh, sharing his insights about fundraising um, and about year-end giving. So, Evan, welcome back for this Friday. It's been a great week having you on uh, The Daily Lead. And we are talking about building our... Yearly calendar uh, for next year. So, uh, welcome back and uh, let's just dive into our topic for today.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Brad. Good to see you again at the end of this week. Thanks for spending the week with me. Uh, It's been fun to be together. So, you know, this week uh, we're in November and, and the topics we're talking about. Maybe you're a leader and you're feeling a little overwhelmed. Uh, you're sitting there feeling like, oh, I haven't done this, this, or this, or how would I ever move this before the end of the year? That's okay, right? Everybody's in a different place on the journey. Everybody's organization's in a different place. Take the pieces that are meaningful to you as a leader, impart those into the work that you do, and take the other pieces and, and think about them for next year and, and how you do long-term cultural change in the life of your organization around some of these things. Um mm-hmm. The time to do that's now right so right. once we get that end of year giving stuff out and we are uh, nearing the end of the year um kind of that mid-december to uh, mid-january time it's a great time for reflection it's a great time for building the development that's the fundraiser's term for fundraising building the development calendar um mm-hmm. for next year um i i do this actually just as a practical tip i do this very simply in a google sheet or an excel I've got 12 months down the left-hand side. I've got uh, about eight columns across the top, uh, eight to 10 depending on the organization of different methodologies of giving. And at the very top of that, I've got my my goals for my annual fund that year, and and for any specific uh, moves that we're trying to do within our donor base that year. So those moves can be different. We could be trying to grow our mid level donors. We could be trying to grow our plan givers. We could be trying to acquire more entry level donors. Whatever the whatever the the development plan is for that organization, those goals sit at the top, and the the. Um, Um, the columns, the verticals are are built on this. What are those columns? Well, um, a couple things. One, we're going to think about our uh, communications strategy as as it relates to appeals. And those things might break into segments of your donor base. So this is more nonprofit than it is church. Uh, but we we tend to think about entry-level mid-level and major level donors as a one way of an indicator uh, not a value statement but a way of an indicator for how we communicate and segment relationship in those space you mm-hmm. might also segment if you're a really complex organization and we're using screening tools and other things we might also um, uh, segment uh, communication based on um, likes you know believe it or not don't let it creep you out but but we can tell what people like and what their hobbies are and where they give to other places charitably and all that kind of stuff. And if you're in one of those big, complex organizations, we're looking at things like that to think about how we tell you a story that matters to you and and makes you feel full um, and thankful for the impact that you're making uh, through our organization. Um, But you're going to have those mid-major and uh, entry-level donors in in categories. Then we're going to think about communications that don't solicit. Um, All the communications that um, build up and tell the story and keep me engaged and how we build that calendar. Um, Then we're going to think about our events um, and where do our events fall in the year and what are the strategies um, for those events and Mm -hmm. how they happen. Then we're going to think about planned giving and um, what we're doing for our planned giving segments or if we have giving, what they used to call giving clubs, right? right? Those those levels of donors where we're using a a structure to say thank you, Um, planned giving and giving clubs uh, in those spaces. Then we're going to think about um, some extraneous things like your give days, um, like your other um, special opportunities um, for giving. Now, if you're in a if you're in a congregation, we're going to do this a little bit differently um, because one of the rules in a congregational setting is if you're only talking about giving when you need money, then you're not talking about the spiritual practice of generosity. Uh, you're right. talking about the transaction of giving, and we want to move out of. Trans- transactional giving, and we want to move to inspired or gener- generosity-based giving. And so um, as we do that, we have to build things into the year that inspire generosity at times where we're not asking for money. Um, so a lot of times you see churches just do this around their fall annual appeal or some of those churches in um, you know especially the florida arizona uh california region maybe they do um january because of their winter visitors that sort of thing but they build it all into one month or six six week period um we want to take that throughout the year so so if you're a pastoral leader out there or a church leader um uh, we want you thinking about um how how are you building in three four generosity based um sermons or texts or opportunities during the times where you're not talking about this at all, uh, talking about giving at all. Um, And that could take all sorts of things. We want you to think about where your volunteerism is engaging. And we um, specifically encourage um, some changes around volunteerism. And I'm going to come back to that in just a second. We want to think about your study period. You know, as you do your book studies, your Bible studies, your other things during the year, where are intersections with um, generosity in the life of those texts? We want to think about your thank you. Yesterday we talked about saying thank you like you mean it. How are you going to build in thank you events? How are you going to build in um, uh, you know personal thanks into the life of your community in that space? And then finally, we want to very practically uh, think about production and time. So one of the things that happens both to nonprofits and to churches is that all this stuff sneaks up on us, right? And yeah. so um, we we get to um, September, and we're like, "Oh my gosh, it's time for the stewardship appeal." And you know, Bob goes home and writes, you know, three paragraphs, and then speaks that Sunday, and then we pass out a pledge card, and we hope that everybody does it. And and the problem with that is inform, motivate, ask, and thank. We got to have eighty percent of our work on that inform and motivate. So build yourself in a calendar of production and of your committees and of your meetings and that kind of thing that 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 take this on in a way that um make a difference let me come back to the volunteerism yeah. the reason we we separate that out and and I'm not this is meaningful for for nonprofit leaders too but this is specifically for church leaders um you know historically what's the phrase that we we used right we used time and talent Well, historically talent meant unit of money, right? It's a biblical term for money. And so time and talent meant my volunteerism and my, my financial stewardship. Well, in today's vernacular and words matter, talent only means talent. So what you're asking me for is all volunteerism, my time and my talent. And so when we do those things together and we ask for both things together, we really dilute the ask and we dilute the value of the ask to both of those things. Both are incredibly important. And we'll tell you that involvement leads to investment and investment leads to involvement. So if you want to have more volunteers, raise giving in your community. If Mm. you want to raise giving in your community, have more volunteers. It's a virtuous circle that uh, comes back onto itself in those spaces. Um, But do your volunteerism, but put the time into it. Do it separately. Build yourself a system where it's no longer that um, uh, it's no longer just that open volunteer form that people sign up on and nobody ever follows up on, and which just leads to donor fatigue. Think think about um, other ways to intentionally recruit and invite leaders. And I'm sure sometime in this podcast, um, in the coming months, we're going to do a whole thing on volunteerism because we're big on this. But um, do it separately. Build it into your calendar separately in these spaces. Make sure you've got your solicitation stuff but make sure you've got your volunteerism. Make sure you've got your thank you. Uh, make sure you've got your pieces that support generosity. So those pieces might be, again, your communications, your studies, um, your aspects of worship like sermons, that sort of thing. Um, finally, uh, in this work, um, don't forget to build into there the timing of when important messaging around specific ways to give are Mm. are timely. So um, taxes, um, I've talked about the reasons to give all the time. Taxes are number six on middle uh, net worth individuals in in the United States as far as reasons to give. Um, Mm. They fall to number 12 for high net worth individuals. Taxes really don't make people give. Taxes change the way that people give Um, in the vehicles. Use so there's some things like the qualified charitable distribution or the uh, of an IRA or um, things like giving from a donor advised fund or things like a stock gift where the timing and the messaging of those things is important. So build those things into your calendar um, where you're thinking about those things along with your thanks and the other aspects uh, of your calendar together, so that you come into this year with the same kind of level of planning for your generosity that you come into the year with your level of. Plan- planning for your human services if you're a nonprofit, or for your worship life if you're a congregation
0: just as important as those two things absolutely it is um and we need to give we need to give as much thought to those as we do the other thing uh to stewardship as we do to the other things as well well, Evan, it's been a pleasure to have you on this week. Uh, we want to thank you and thanks to GSB for always um, for making this happen, um, this podcast. Uh, we believe it's important uh, to, uh, to help leaders grow when leaders are growing, they're leading organizations that are growing. Um, and uh, we just want to thank you for your time this week and for GSB and, and helping uh, get this podcast off of the ground.
1: Well, and thank you to LEAD and the work that you do with organizations and congregations around the country. It's good to be in partnership.
0: Thank you, Evan. Well, as always, everyone, if you know someone who needs to hear this message, share it with them. Uh, You know, you can share these uh, individual episodes with uh, those uh, through social media, through email, through texting. Um, Let them know. um, And then hopefully they'll come on over and they'll start listening as well. Uh, subscriptions and reviews are the way that people find this podcast easier. And so if you would take uh, just a few moments and just hit the subscribe button and then leave us a review, we would greatly appreciate it. We always want to thank you uh, for listening and thank you for those reviews and subscriptions ahead of time as well. Well, Daily Lead is a podcast at the lead organization. Lead is a nonprofit organization that helps Uh, Leaders connect to each other in order to grow and to learn and they help congregations connect to their communities. Uh, They provide services such as the Lead Journey, which is a transformational congregational process. Uh, strategic planning, as well as coaching. So head on over to leadconnects.org. That's leadconnects.org and find all of the amazing ways that they can help you as a leader and your organization grow. And as always, as I said, we want to thank our podcast sponsor, GSB Fundraising. If you are a leader and your organization needs help in the areas of stewardship, fundraising, capital campaigns, uh, GSB is your place to go. So head on over to gsbfundraising.com. That is gsbfundraising.com and I'll be glad to help you out. Well, this has been an amazing week, everyone. I hope you have a great weekend. We'll see you back here next week for another amazing week here on the Daily Lead. My name is Brad. Once again, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you on our next episode.